What's up, guys? I'm David Young and Kim, and this is Godsend Podcast. Join us, me and Ray, this week as we talk about vulnerability and perspective. I hope you guys enjoy, and I hope that it's useful to you guys. Peace. Welcome, everyone, to your uncensored space to realize God's pace and plan for your life. Conversations and messages from people who are true representations of Godsend's and will inspire you to experience and become a godsend for others as well. I'm your host, Raymond Chi, and this is the Godsend Podcast. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the Godsend Podcast. I'm your host, Raymond Chi, and today, launches our first episode with um someone i am honored to call a mentor uh somewhat of an idol per se (laughs) and just honestly just a young um and that person is david young and kim hello Um, welcome thank you again young for coming on peace um so just like just before you dive into your story and whatnot i'll Mm -hmm. give like a brief like brief background for you right um just for our audience if you guys don't know um youngin grew up in la um just like a normal person like everyone else uh getting into trouble here and there when he was young but eventually now he is a grammy uh winning engineer um he's i of course we'll get into that story um and let him explain but just I want you guys to understand um, just his story through a lens that is different um, from most of the interviews that he's done. Because if you guys look out there, there's plenty of interviews out there um, that he's done with plenty of value that can really help you guys. But ultimately, um, through this bo- podcast, I hope you guys have that godsend moment um, that he can share and just will experience that through this podcast. So without further ado, Youngin. Hello. Hello, hello. Please, um, let's, I guess, start with the beginning, um, where it all started, like where you grew up. Can you give us like kind of like a, be- a brief background, I guess, like of your family, how you grew up, what kind of family yeah. you grew up with? Grew up, um, I grew up in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born in Korea, so I came here when I was four. <gasps> yeah. uh, we moved to L.A. and um, that's where I spent like most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, couple of my teen years and then uh moved up to locker center uh for high school and such and uh yeah you know my family growing up they they're they're believers yeah uh, my parents are are very strong christians and uh you know they're they they were like the glimpse of christianity that i like to see that i that i that I thought everybody would be, mm. but uh, that wasn't the case, you know. <laughs> like so, you know, I, I grew up. I grew up most of my life in church, and uh, I attribute a lot of my success and uh, my mentality and my foundation to uh, my faith and my parents' faith. Sure. So then, I guess um, what. I guess so then take us through what what was like your initial plan growing up i guess like i guess 
when you're like a child like in high school and whatnot before college uh, like could you start could you start there or like elaborate there like how that yeah. kind of like your plans before you came this like engineer <laughs> you know and music producer and all that my plans just consisted of playing football because <laughs> i i loved playing football that, that was my favorite thing you know so i played since i was young and um i i really thought i was going to be the first full korean to go to the nfl you know and uh and uh you know i would say unfortunately but it was kind of a uh it was kind of a good thing because i don't i can't imagine like what my body would feel like if i played in college and and in the pros especially during that time right when like research wasn't as advanced right and people were like i mean i I already deal with some of that you know because i fight through so many injuries like my neck is jacked up my shoulders jacked up my back is jacked up it all started with your back right uh-huh. like it just shows how yeah. important your like back is in the yeah, end, right? as you're growing older and shit yeah bro so you know uh that was that was my plan growing up i just wanted to play football uh-huh. and then um the next step that was all taken away from me my senior year when i broke my back and then um i basically i came back for like the last like couple games but but i missed the whole senior year and uh <sighs> that means you know no letters and all them things you know i had letters but here and they there. Got, they were taken away you know they stopped responding wow but, uh, reality man yeah man um so i had uh i had a couple rough years after that i did go to college i went to cal state northridge mm-hmm. but that was kind of a waste of time <laughs> it just showed me what i really didn't want to do you know what i mean and who i didn't want to be and um what, 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 sorry, before I sorry for cutting you off. What, what was that though? Could you let, let the audience know what was that ideal? Like, um, I guess uh, your parents can contribute to that, right? Yeah. Well, what I didn't want to be. Yeah. I didn't want to be someone that was uh, kind of tied down to to what society wants them to be. So you know what I mean? The ideal nine to five. I, man, I was not gonna be a pencil pusher, bro. Like, there was no way. You know, and uh, I think it it took it took going through a lot of lows, low points, and not knowing what I wanted to do for a long, long time, before I got uncomfortable enough to like have to have that um, that talk with myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, is this what you're gonna do for the rest of your life? If not, then do something about it. And um, you know, the first hundred times that I had that talk with myself, I couldn't get myself to do anything. You know, of course, man. Because I'm scared, right? Everybody, like everybody. It's it's the unknown, right? So, uh, you know, it took a long time, and it took me it took for me to get like really, really depressed and feel really worthless to to try to pivot. And um, the first pivot was, you know, after my injury, finding something else that I was passionate about. And uh, I think at that time, me, uh, my friend got me into rapping. Mm-hmm. And then so I started experimenting and rapping and bought myself a mic. And I, it was a Logitech mic, <laughs> you know, like the, the, the USB the mic. USB ones. So me me and like my friends would record on there. I would get like pirated software. And then uh, 
And then I got with uh, Million Dollar Babies, Mike and Ben. Mm-mm. And uh, we were like, we were a group, like we would perform and things like that. But uh, I was like the engineer without even knowing what an engineer was. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, the seed was planted there. Yeah, the seed was planted. And I think that was like, like my first exposed exposure to the world of engineering and um i realized that i liked it you know i I like really technical detailed stuff so i kind of i kind of um i didn't fall in love with it but it piqued my interest Mm. enough for me to want to go to um, engineering school Mm, eventually right (laughs) yeah yeah and then um so after college which i didn't finish (laughs) i went to um mi Mm mm-hmm and music yeah, musicians music, institute musicians institute. in hollywood mm-hmm. and and that's when i like okay this is this is something i'm really passionate about because mm. my my parents told me the that was the first time they ever ever saw me excited about school you know and uh that was that's kind of how that's that's how my mom describes that she knew godsend moment for her yeah. right there right yeah she was like oh that's when i knew something this was different and I was like, okay. So, uh, fast forward, I finished school. I graduated top of my class. Jeez. And I, I felt like I was on top of the world, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, I, I got out uh, into the real world, and I couldn't find a job for, like, two years, you know? And partly because I was only trying to work here. Oh, at Chalice. At Chalice. Mm. And a couple other spots, but I was aiming at the at the... At the I was shooting for the fences, you know what I mean? For sure. So it was either, Aim it was a home stars, run derby, man. Yeah. you know, and I didn't have the power at the time, but uh, but those two years were super hard. That was like the second, actually, that might've been the hardest stretch of my life. Would you say? Because you mentioned in another interview, like this, I thought this was like awesome. Like you were depressed as fuck, right? But yeah. instead of being depressed and doing nothing, yeah, you said you were depressed and doing willing to do, do anything. anything. Yeah. I thought that was like, <laughs> by the way, that was, that was just, that was absolute Amen. fire. Like, because like you said, most people get stuck, yeah. right? In their feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Per se. So could you like elaborate? How'd you like, like flip the switch or like, was God involved? Like, were you praying to God? Like, show me or like reveal to me, like, is this what I got to do? Or do you just know, like, if I put in the work and I enjoy it, like, yeah. I mean, gonna, I'm going to be fruitful. To me, I kind of looked at it as if you get punched in the face, you have two options, right? Mm. You, you just be a bitch, right? And you don't fight back and you, you know, Take accept it. it. And then the later on, later on, you're just scared of people punching you in the face. Of course. Or you hit back and see what happens, right? Like you already got punched. Like what's the worst that can happen, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I was willing to do whatever it took. But at that point, I felt like I was it wasn't just a punch in the face. I felt like I was getting jumped. And at that moment, it's like, wow. do I, do I get up and fight back? Or do I just sit here and take it and then just be nothing for the rest of my life? Jeez. And then, you know, the choice to me, it wasn't so clear in the beginning, but it caught to a breaking point where that was the only option. Right. You know, you know, sometimes in life you feel like there's your backs against the wall and there's, you just don't know what to do. But, a lot of those times, the option is very clear to you. You just don't want to do it. So then, like, because like you said, um, we also spoke like off camera about just like mm-hmm. you being, how do you say it? Like technically, most people that knew you growing up, right? 
mm-hmm. for those of you that don't don't know audience sorry you would automatically assume that young is an extrovert right you would automatically assume like because he's always the life of the party <laughs> like he's always like you know when we're playing ball together like he's always in command of the floor essentially right or yeah. the room right in the environment but when we were talking off camera and just like you know um catching up like i also sh- i felt like we shared this commonality where no technically essentially you are an introvert mm-hmm. you like that me time you like that self-reflection time the yeah. self-growth time so i'm guessing um, i'd rather be alone <laughs> honestly. So, amen um <laughs> so i guess during this like you know this depressed state right that introvert personality flourished if anything oh yeah right? yeah so how did you like feed off of that is what i guess i want to know um that period made me realize a lot of things right um learn a lot about myself learn the flaws that i had mm. and accept those flaws and then um and in turn that made me more open to suggestions more open to other perspectives because at that point i felt like i failed in my in my pers- my way didn't work so when your way doesn't work the logical thing to do is look for another way mm. you know and my whole thing is i hate being stuck bro like i'd rather do something wrong than be stuck because then you're learning something of course you know so i got to that point where it's just okay uh my way didn't work and i was so sure that it was gonna work it didn't work so why didn't it work and then what are other ways that it can work so i just started exploring and 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 um i think that's when i started being more positive about life I see what um, you I don't know if if that's when it starts showing, mm. but that's definitely when when the the seed was planted, when From I was super moment. depressed and when I was like down to, you know, down on the ropes. Like that's when that possibility, the the perspective even crept in, where it's like, okay, me being like me, blaming everything, didn't get me anywhere. Mm. So how about now I take charge and I take responsibility. And I fix those things or I prevent those things from happening by just giving my all. So essentially like fix myself before I can fix anything. Exactly. Else, right? Yeah. So, and and love myself before I can love anybody else. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Because a lot of people don't appreciate just mm-hmm. themselves, what they're like, you know, the basic, you know, foundation of our life, being grateful, right? Right. right. Um, and you even in your position, young, what's awesome about you is that you're that humility like even in your position you're still that same guy that i see like from back in the day (laughs) right even in your position you still have the same smile right everything right how are you able to stay so grounded though right you've worked with so many like if i if we can name the names man but it's just like i still am in awe of the people that you worked with but like because i because i don't let i don't let that shit define me (laughs) like i know who i am and it's not because of what someone else says or an accomplishment that I that I achieve. Like I'm I'm me, and I'm gonna keep being me. You know what I mean? Like I just don't let outside sources dictate who I am. Like I know who I am, and I know who I want to be. And until I, I am who I want to be, I'm gonna just keep chugging along. You know what I mean? <laughs> that confidence, right? That self confidence, um, yeah. right? And and a lot of times it's it's lack of self confidence that keeps me going. Really, wow! Yeah. Because I want to get better. 
if I'm confident all the time, then why would I, why would I keep striving to be better? I see. So that, that imperfection, mm-hmm. right? That chase for imperfection. Yeah. Being my confidence comes from my lack of confidence. Jeez. Yeah. All right. So then let's go back to from, all right. So you transition, you do your two, like you're in that depressed state, right? Then what, what, what is that? I guess that godsend moment that took you to that next level or that opened up that uh, opportunity. There, it wasn't a moment. It was just that whole process. That whole know? process. Gen- that whole process. And then every day is just like unconsciously. Um, it's, it's just working in me. You know what I mean? Like God was just there. And he was working in me and like, you know, the people, even the people that I, that I, um, expected to be there weren't there for me in the way that I, I wanted them mm. to be, you know what I mean? Yes. So, um, essentially I learned to, you know, count on myself and look within myself and, um, and try to figure stuff out because nobody, like, nobody's going to fight your battles for you. Everyone has their own battles. You know? Everybody. And I wanted to stop counting on people. So I was like, okay, I'm going I'm to just assume the responsibility for my life. And I'm going to see if working hard really pays off. And then... Hard like, work thank- does pay off. Thankfully it did, yeah. <laughs> then what was, I guess, the first break then from after that period of time? Well, after that, so two years, no job. And then I finally got a... Um, well, actually I went on Facebook. I, I was applying to Chalice like it maybe every two months, every Jeez. month, every two months until, until they finally looked at my thing. But then I had to go on Facebook and then I went to Chalice, uh, Chalice's Facebook and I looked at the employees <laughs> and then I was cold. I just cold messaged them. Right. And then one of the employees, his name is Josh Sellers. He's still here. Um, shout out to Josh you know he he responded and I guess at that time they were hiring a new set of interns Mm. and I asked him if he could recommend me and and he vouched for me to the manager and he he didn't have to you know what I mean like I don't know if I would have done that for anybody that's crazy because that's putting your credibility in in at risk exactly you know what I mean so like he vouched for me and then I got a um I got an interview I did well enough, I guess, at the interview to to get a uh, internship, and the internship at that time I think it was like six months, no pay, wow. but uh, and it was like a nine to five, nine to six, right? Wow, so, full time. Yeah, from Monday to Friday. So I was doing that, um, and I had like I had help from my parents. I had a little bit of money saved up, like, the, uh, to get me through it. But um, the internship was was another humbling experience because you know me like until that point like i, I was very anti-authority no doubt you know i was very very um what is it individualistic in that sense. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I didn't i didn't take shit from nobody not at all and and as an intern i had to take shit from everybody mm. you know what i mean that's servant so, right yeah servant so mentality. like i had to i had to learn to serve mm and that taught me a lot of humility because no matter how much i wanted to quit i knew if i quit then it was just betraying myself you know what i mean no definitely because i remember man like like during our late night like wednesday night ball or Mm -hmm. monday night ball like you would always be going back and forth like to the studio eventually even after we're all tired it's late night 
like you head back over there right yeah. and do your duty or whatever you got to do right yeah. so i guess geez like how did, like because you could you like could you talk about like the things you had to do like go through like grind through in order like because so, like people think it, it was easy man you know what i mean they look at you now <laughs> they're like hey youngin like you're so lucky yeah. you know what i mean the timing was perfect so blah, check blah, this blah. out every morning i'll i'll come in i had to i had to clock it at 9 a.m um i'll clock in the first thing i would do is take a broom and uh dustpan uh <sighs> And pick up all the cigarette butts in the parking lot and all the trash that's left over from the session wow. before or the night before. And then the second thing I had to do is take a, a, like a floor buffer uh -huh. and buff all the floors in, in, the, in the studio. Oh, my goodness. Right. So that would, that would probably take me to like 11, right? A good two hours doing <laughs> that. Take out the trash, things like that. And then uh, at 11 o'clock, we'll do like a walkthrough of the studio to see what needs to like with the manager she'll be like oh this needs to be refilled uh there's not enough pencils here blah 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 so the whole day we're doing that plus when the sessions do start and they need like anything if they need like liquor or they need food from somewhere mm -hmm. the assistant engineer will write down the order give it to the runners runner has to go get it you know and that was that was basically my day cleaning up after people restocking the fridge clean uh taking out trash picking up food runs and um and it it continued past the six months because after six months of internship i was um i was offered a part-time runner job and a runner is the same thing as a as a intern except you're getting paid, paid. and That's at that time cost. it was like nine dollars an hour Jeez, and yeah and I was probably making like twelve hundred a month after tax wow, man. But uh and then I was a runner for four years. Four years. Y'all yeah. hear that man? Four years, yeah. man. This is straight college basically. Four, yeah. So four imagine years. imagine four years of every day just picking up trash, um, picking up food, you know, um you're not even allowed in the in the <laughs> rooms with the with the clients. But then the the beautiful thing about Chalice was um sandra our, our studio manager chalice she would let us use the rooms when they're not booked Word. right yeah, so like kind of first come there. first serve like mm -hmm. who between all the employees there's a system where you book downtime and then you get to use the rooms but then as soon as like someone books you you got to get out <laughs> vacuum make it make it as pretty as it was, was when you went in <laughs> You know, uh, so I kind of I use that to supplement my income. I'll bring I'll bring clients in. And oh, okay. That's, obviously, that there were guidelines. Like you mm -hmm. know, there there was a limit to how many guests. Um, no drinks allowed, and and things like if someone books, you got to get out ASAP. Stuff like that. So um, I supplemented my income like that, and then I also supplemented my 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 skill, my engineering skill, mm -hmm. because they weren't gonna let me in the in the session during studio hours so i had to learn some way yeah so, you know i just kept practicing kept practicing and you know anytime i see um like an engineer that that like that i revered or something in the hallways i'll ask him questions and things like that Dang. yeah so that's how i just you know stacked up knowledge where um when i finally get my chance i'll be ready to do it you know so, so you were then able to kind of like voice out like how how did you know like when to speak and when not to speak? I guess right that kind of like well shit it's right? ni ninety five percent shut up to do your job and then kind of it's it's kind of like spoke when you're uh, speak when you're spoken to um when you you 
when you get an opening, uh, you know, you could strike up a conversation in the kitchen or something like, hey, how you doing? I'm a big fan of your music. Oh, that's cool. What do you do? I'm an engineer, la, la, la. And it's like, oh, cool. And then it's like, hey, you know, in this song, I realized that you did this. How did how did you do that? So the networking gets you know? there, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they either tell you or they don't. If they don't, then, then you just don't talk to them again. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as long as you don't, like, get... Butter all, from that yeah. stuff, yeah. And then as long as you don't keep bugging the person, like, no if, you got to know when, like, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to say anything, you know? So nunch. Yeah, right? nunchi. Nunchi, right? Yeah, So, exactly. like, kind of that sixth sense. You have to have that, know, right? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Then, okay, so you you get you get connected. <laughs> you do the cold email. You get into Chalice, chalice right? Uh-huh. And you're just grinding, right? Uh-huh. So what 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 is the next level, right? What was so, that next level up for you? After after the position of a runner, um, you essentially become an assistant engineer, mm-hmm. which means you're uh, you're helping out the engineer that's in the. So you're the, the literally room. the assistant to the engineer. That's yeah, like assistant to the engineer. Okay, t- doing so the stuff. A lot of it is just just sitting in the corner of the room, not doing anything. Wow. So in in a sense, assistant engineering is uh is harder than. And running because as when you're a runner you get to kind of walk around in you know out. yeah you're Move. in and out you're you're making your rounds like you go on runs you get to go in your car like you know you're you're moving mm-hmm. but as an assistant engineer you're just kind of sitting in the back of the room until they need something gee so it's not as glamorous as everyone thinks it's Hell out no. to be right no way but the cool thing is you're in the room oh of finally. course that so you get to see like how these people work you know what methods they use, what what workflows they have, and things like that. And and I did soak in a lot, a lot of information in that time. You know, but, absolutely, like a sponge. But it was also it was also super hard because, um, you know, imagine imagine there's sessions that are like, uh, the start at nine p.m. go to nine a.m. You know. And I know and, you're like I have that ADD where you can't stay still. Like yeah. you need to be doing. So I yeah, know bro. you're you're at like. I'm personality, right? Yeah. And you're just sitting and you're just sitting there not doing anything. Wow. Right? And it's not you can't really be on like your laptop or, or your phone because they can need something and if you don't hear like like what are you doing, bro? You're supposed to be the assistant, you know? Exactly. I mean there are times like I'll just be on my phone or like Yeah, but overall. Overall you gotta right. kinda be available. Yeah, because you mentioned how like that serving aspect where oh. you wanna be you want to make it easier for them. You right. want to show, like, you know what I mean? That's how you provide, like, how are you providing value to that person? Exactly. Right? So, like, how are you able to construct that to, ascent, like, to ultimately leading to you, to li- like, with Hit Boy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, signing with him, so. So, um, I was an assistant engineer, but while I was, uh, while I was a runner, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hit Boy was booked in Studio G over here, and, um, they, they asked for a Ch- Chick-fil-A run, Right, so I came, took the order, and then uh, I, I told, I let him know, like, hey, I've been, I'm been a big fan of you. Like, I'm, I'm born in '87 too. Oh yeah. You know, we're, we're, um, I'm gonna work with you Mm -hmm. one day, and then (laughs) he was like, yo, that's what's up. And then I went on the run, and that's when I realized, like, this is my opportunity to just make a, make a good impression, and then. Ended up being like the fastest Chick Fil A ever, <laughs> Chick Fil A run of all time. You know what I mean? Like, hey, there's there's no official record of it, but if you want to see me, come see me. 
<laughs> you feel me? <laughs> um, oh, man. I did that run, came back like 15 minutes or something like that. Wow. And then he, they were so sh- they were so shocked that I was back already. <laughs> His uh, manager at the time was like, yo, what do you do? Oh. You produce? And I was like, no, I'm an engineer. And he was like, let me get your number. He took my number down and then didn't call me until like I was a, I was an assistant engineer slash engineer. Right. And then, uh, so after assistant engineer, you're engineer. And, um, the way that I climbed that or, or leveled up from Mm -hmm. there was, um, one of the engineers at Chalice, he was on vacation for like a month. So in that month I was the next man up and I like, I basically worked all the sessions that he was supposed to be on. Oh yeah. And then his, and then the client started rec- uh, asking for me. So it kind of caused a, a stir up, you know <laughs> what I mean? Because the dude got back and then uh, she kept giving me giving me these sessions and it's like, they asked for him, like, what can we do? Literally. You know what I mean? Can, yeah. Yeah, they can't, they can't be like, oh no, he can't because he's an assistant. Here's the, some other guy, <laughs> you know? Ain't gonna so, say that to nobody. Yeah, no so artist. that's kind of how like, you know, I got my confidence going and, and she started giving me more sessions because obviously if I'm getting uh, requested, that yeah. means I'm doing a good job. You're in demand. Right. So I was, um, I was, if they had their own engineers, I was an assistant. If they didn't have an engineer, I'm an engineer. Mm, mm, so mm. that's how it worked. And then um, while I was doing that, hip hits uh, manager called me. It's like, hey, can you come through this day? Um <laughs> So kind of like it's side, almost like a, like, like yeah, a on side, the side on the side okay yeah so i pulled up to his studio and um i got right on there and uh after that he kept calling me right <laughs> and then there was like a conflict of interest because he would call me and i'm like no i'm i'm, I'm booked that day yeah i want this, this session your priority yeah. yeah exactly and then it happened enough times where he was like what can we do to just lock you down oh you know and i i uh gave him my list of demands and <laughs> and he met him and then and then I, that's when i left chalice Jeez, because at this point you've worked with like you've already like established yourself yeah. right and yeah. like i i heard in your other news people were seeking you out like mm-hmm. dj khaled kish, kish cole mm-hmm. like so people were already seeking you yeah. and you were actually like you know not even you were not even like flirting with that option at that uh. time right I mean, I thought about it. Oh, you thought you about know what it, I mean? uh-huh. like, but I just wanted to go somewhere where I can build, mm. and it'll be more of like a, like a homie relationship more than like an employee-employer relationship. Of course. So, um, I mean, I, I mean, I've been studying uh, up on hit, and I've <laughs> researched. Him, man, yeah. excuse my language, like niggas in Paris, like come on, like yeah. the list goes on and exactly. On. So and he was we- already my favorite producer. <laughs> So it's like, why would I work for some other guy that I that that I don't not even a fan of? Of course. You know? So of course. So I went with Hit, and then uh, that was that was a challenge in itself because I'm leaving like this stability, the the constantly um, working with uh, a list artist. Of course. Every day it's someone new, you know. Like one day it's John Legend, next day it's Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. and next day it's like Post Malone. Like it would it'd be <laughs> like that. And then for me to leave that to take a leap of faith um and at that time it was it was i don't know there there was a lot of things going on in my head but then something told me to to take that chance you know so uh i made that move 
I made that move, and then uh, the rest is history. Jeez. Yeah. And that, and then we came back and got our own rooms at Chalice. So <laughs> came full circle, right? Because yeah, you said you weren't circle, in the baby. studio, right? You were at his place, mm-hmm. right? Like recording there and doing work there, yeah, yeah. Right, daily. Wow. Could you could you talk about how this opened up? Because like yeah, I think uh, it was like we we booked a session in Chalice to mix uh, for O three O three Greedo. And then while we were here, uh, Sandra was like, hey, do you know anyone that wants to rent Studio E? Um, the person that was there, he was there. He was here for like 15 years. He had he had this room. He had Hit Boy's room. And then he had this office back here. Wow. So he, there was no thought of him even leaving. But then I guess he built a studio in his crib. Mm. And it just made more sense. Um, and then I was like, oh, let me ask Hit. You know? And then she gave us like a super, super good price. Ooh. And then um, originally I was just gonna take this room, mm-hmm. and then I didn't know who was gonna have that room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I asked Hit, and he was like, "Yeah, I want it." <laughs> so you know, that's how we got here. And then after that, we went crazy. Like being here is like is the best thing in the world. Game because changer, right? For me, it reminds me every day of what, what I had to go through to be here. You know what I mean? You're so literally like, walking through the halls that dog. used to be wiping and shit. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> like I'm taking. I go to the bathroom, I'm like, damn, I remember cleaning piss off this toilet. You know, now I'm pissing in it. Like if it's a it's a it's a good daily reminder. No doubt. You know, every time I go grab a water, I'm like, damn, I used to stack these waters up. Like I pull up into the into the parking lot, I think about when I used to clean up the parking wow. lot. You know, just so, constant living reminders. Exactly. Right. And then for a hit, it's like a great opportunity for to be around everybody. Because Chalice is always popping with, like... That energy you feed yeah, off of, right? Yeah. It, look, people just pop in. Like, if they're booked on the other side mm-hmm. of the studio, they'll just pop in on hit, get a beat from him, or, huh. or do a song, go back to their studio. Someone else that's booked in G will come in. in. Like, it's it's constantly that. And that's why he's he's been able to go on such a crazy run this year. Wow. Okay, so, I mean, I know you have multiple stories about, like, people you worked with and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I guess, could you narrow it down with, like, I guess, like, your experience? Because, like, of course, I want you to get touch on, like, you know, Nipsey and whatnot, like, before he passed, but is there someone else, or is Nipsey the one that you would say, like, out of the people you worked with up to this point that yeah, you would, had that moment? I'll definitely say Nipsey is the most impactful Um and then also uh, Nas, I just mixed his album and like that was that was the, another full circle moment because Nas was my first album that I ever bought, you know, as a kid. Like, as yeah. a kid, you know, I was nine years old. I, I went and bought Illmatic, and Illmatic. it was written. And from there, it's just like I I cried to his music, you know. I no laughed doubt. to his music. No I, doubt. you know, like I had. A lot of things that went on in my life I dealt with through his music. Of course. And uh, for him, for me to have the opportunity to work with him um, through Hit Boy, like, <laughs> it's crazy. My favorite rapper of all and time. my favorite producer, <laughs> and I'm mixing Project, like, what? You know, like, people, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Not at all. You know? Of but course. That also, like, reminded me how hard I work. You know, this shit doesn't just happen out of thin air like that. Hard work you pays know? off. It comes back oh, to that. Facts. Everybody wants a shortcut, but I can I could tell you right Man, now. Two years, four years. Uh-huh. Bro, I can tell you right now. Like, it took it took me eight years to to get where I'm today. You know what I mean? 
So how are you going to do what I did in eight years, in a year, in a couple months? Like, it's it's not going to happen. Put not in the all. work and learn every step of the way. So in case you fall down to any of these steps, mm-hmm. you know how to get up from it because you've been through it already. You know what I mean? If you skip one through 10 and you go to 11, what happens when, when you're at six again? You don't know what the fuck to do. Not at all. You're just going to hope on luck again. Literally. You know what I mean? So that's that's what I preach to people because you, you never know like where you're going to be in life. Mm-hmm. But if you're equipped and if you're if you're prepared, then you can handle anything. <laughs> Thank you. Like you talk about how motivation right you've always been someone i viewed as like always motivated and self-motivator right and then you mentioned in another interview that something about like how you wear your motivation like a weight right you wear that shit every morning you put that shit on yeah and that's what drives you like where does that stem from though you know what i mean because that has to be deep for you to be like like doing that on for like, years on years like you did i don't, you know I don't I mean? like failing <laughs> Like, the feeling of failure is fucking sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the same time, I ac- I accept failure mm. for what it is. When I do fail something, I, I look at it as, okay, this is where I can improve on. But that doesn't mean I like feeling it. You know I what I mean? Know. But I hate it so much that I'm going to put in the extra effort for for me not to feel that way. Because what I what I realized is I always circle back to, okay, I lacked a little bit of effort here. That's why I failed. You know, it's seldom that you fail while you're while you're giving it a hundred percent. So true. Right? And sometimes you might fall short, like athletics or competitions, things like that. If you consider second place, third place failing, then of course we're gonna fail. Mm. But it's what we do with, with that. You know what I mean, and the intention that you have going into it, because if you knew you, you, if you know that that was your hundred, then that's that's your hundred. You know what I mean? Like you can't be somebody else. No. So o- you only do can only be you. Exactly, you do the best that you can at this time, and if you fall short, then then you um, learn what you, what you lack. You learn your flaws, and then go work on it and come back so then right i guess essentially comes down to staying in your lane right Mm because like we're living in a society where like we're always comparing right each other right like but then you mentioned how the only thing you can do is be the best version of you right and i think that speaks volume to me like in the sense as a listener right that's what i'm trying to do here right Mm -hmm. speaking to you as well right just literally i want to have a conversation with you man like as much as this is an interview I want this to be more of a conversation, if yeah, anything, right? Yeah, Catching yeah. up with my young, right? Yeah, that's, that's how I um, treat. Yeah. That's how I treat. And that's people. why this vulnerability is what I appreciate from you. So how have you, how is that vulnerability? Like, how have you been able to use that exposure? Because obviously things change, mm-hmm. right? As you rose to your fame, right? To where you're at now. Um, you started getting connections through um, so-and-so. You said you were networking and whatnot. Like, yeah. could you talk about, like, even with Korea, right? Like, we didn't even mention Korea, like, uh-huh. how you're connected with that and what you want to do with that eventually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, could you speak on that part? Um, How I deal with it? Yeah. So, how you deal with it and then how that stemmed into where you're going through, like, like what you're going to. Kind of like the goal, I, I just, guess. Yeah. I just I just try to stay down, bro. Like I just simple. Yeah. I just try to be me and you know, as 
if I'm me all the time, then I'm, I never have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, initially I was so scared to, like, put myself out there because I was um, worried about what people would think about me and the judgment. And, of course. But then who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, people like people are going to judge me whether I'm on interviews, I'm, I'm, I'm out there or not. You know what I mean? So what am I going to do? Hide? Like, not, not see people? <laughs> nah, man. Like, I'm going to be me. And then whoever's whoever is uh is like-minded i'll attract my tribe and if i can inspire anybody then that's worth me putting myself out there you know what i mean if i can touch one soul if i can help one person get through a hard time and it becomes successful bro that's that's why that's why i chose to finally you know break out of my shell and like and my wife connie had a lot to do with it because she saw something in me that I didn't want to see mm. that I didn't want to face mm. because it's it's uncomfortable. It's a lot of work, you know. Like, but I realize if you're if you're if you if you stay authentic, you don't have to be authentic. <laughs> you feel me? Wow. No, definitely. Yeah. Then, thank you for mentioning your wife, um, Connie. By the way, so like, how did she play a role with your life as well? Because obviously, mm-hmm. it went from young in right and of course your family your direct family but then essentially just young in mm-hmm. right worrying about young into okay yeah. now i got a partner for life right you know i mean that's like my ride or die now but like i'm well, responsible for her as well she she um she shows me like support that i've never felt from anybody else mm. other than my family mm. and like with family it's kind of like ah you're supposed to right because your blood <laughs> it's assumed uh <laughs> support mm-hmm. but but with her you know even when i was when i wasn't doing so hot because like, when we first met i wasn't doing well well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. excuse me i was happy and i was motivated and i was working super hard but like financially i wasn't of course like where everybody else was you know i was i was actually i was far beyond it mm. Like there's birthday parties that I went to and and I had to eat before I I go because I couldn't afford the restaurant. You know what I mean? So I'll stop by 7-Eleven, eat a hot dog. And then when I get there, I'll order like the smallest thing just because I didn't have the money. Right. Mm. But at at that time, like that's when we got together and, and she, she had her, she had her hustle going and she was so stable and she never made me feel like less of a man for and judged me for for where i was financially and that's something like that's something that's really really hard to come by these days someone who'll never doubt you yeah when you're doubting yourself basically exactly and it's so easy for people to run away in that time you know, I see it all the time. Like, preach it. Women, women, there for the good, and then when when it's ter- it turns a little bit sour, they're gone. When shit hits quick, the fan, quick. Peace. You know, but she was the opposite. You know what I mean? And then that's why, like, when we're doing good right now, like I'm supporting, I support her. Like I support her at anything that she does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And anytime she needs something from me, like I remember when she was when she stayed down when I didn't have nothing. Dang. Then I guess, I guess I don't need to ask like you know the reason why you knew she was the one, right? Oh, there's a lot of reasons, I mean, man. Yeah, like, we, 
<laughs> there's, <laughs> okay, my bad. There's a long list of reasons. There's con- there's like conversations that we have. Like uh-huh. this kind of conversation to a lot of people are not an everyday conversation. Not at all. With me and her, it's an everyday conversation. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like we really explore each other's minds and we try to see how we can be better. And we push each other to be better every single day. That's fucking amazing. And, and we keep each other accountable, even if it's like uncomfortable sometimes. You know, sometimes it's hard to tell someone you love, like, what 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 they're doing wrong. That sour pill, yeah. Yeah, they but, swallow. but she'll tell me, and I'll tell her. But but we learned each other's language. Mm. So it was not just, hey, why are you doing this? Like, don't, that's wrong. Like, I learned how she accepts love, and she she learned how I accept love. So it was, it was a team effort. It's that yin and yang, right? Oh, it's, so, it's, so, it's so hard. We could get it's so hard but it's so worth it yeah so worth it right so there's the key it. message right there right yeah so hard but so worth bro, it bro nobody wants to do a flat hike okay <laughs> this you can i know you can attest to this the steeper the hike the the more grat- the more satisfying hell it yes. is. yes right hell that's yes the, that's the same way in life like everything in life the harder it is the the better the feeling of accomplishment is you know what I mean? No doubt. And then you got people that just stare up the whole their whole lives, and I don't want to be that. You know what I mean? I yeah, look at a mountain, I I see the possibility of climbing it. I don't just awesome. ex- accept it for the view, like wow, that mountain's <laughs> beautiful. Nah, man, I want to see how it looks from the top. You know, not how the top looks from the bottom. Mm, you mentioned that, right? Yeah. You mentioned that off camera when we were catching up. That you know, you are essentially right. You were at the bottom right looking up you were mm-hmm. one of those people at one moment but technically now in comparison to majority of us mortals right Stupid. um you're looking down right you're you're looking down and you told me right then this is you know some people may think of this as like oh this is this fool is so greedy or so like self-centered or blah 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 but you said you like the view from where you're at yeah. and you want to keep climbing because why you have that hunger and you you know that you deserve everything that you're at right. because you put in that work, yeah. right? You put in that time. Right? And look, you and, did your due diligence. And 99% of the time, I'm looking up. Mm. I'm not looking back. And then 1% of the time, like, occasionally, I'm going to enjoy the view. Like, damn, this this is hard, but look at this. Like, mm. look, at, look at what I see, you know? Mm. And that motivates me to keep climbing. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, not climbing up to be like everyone come together you know like it do- it doesn't work like that because the people at the end of that chain they're just gonna be like okay and then drag me dragging your ass down you know what i mean so i'm i'm, I'm gonna climb as high as i can with the people that want to climb with me and then hopefully the people that see it are like okay let's let's go you know what i mean wait for me like <laughs> and i'll be like come on let's go i'll tell you exactly how i did it you know i'm, I'm not saying that I'm only using this analogy because you made it, okay? <laughs> Youngin but, is a humble man. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, like, I enjoy the view, mm. but I also enjoy the the peak getting closer, mm. too. You know what I mean? The process. You yeah, mentioned yeah. the process. The process is, the process is everything. everything. Yeah. A lot of times when I actually get to the end of my goal or mm. when I achieve a goal, I don't really... I don't really celebrate it mm. because I think I like the process more than achieving. <sighs> facts, bro. Like facts. Any the of these plaques, so much any, like, any of these Grammys, any of these plaques, like 
the the thing I remember is not the day I got it. It's it's the it's the the session that got it for me. You know what I mean? All the hard work that went into like one day receiving it. Of course. You know what I mean? So so at the time when when I do receive it, it's like okay, cool. That just validates that I did something right. No doubt. You know what I mean? And my hard work is justified. Mm. It doesn't mean like I I can be someone else or or I changed or you know what I mean? No, of course, man. So then can you tell us about that's awesome that you mentioned like about plaques and stuff like the material things they're just you know essentially just like you know just records right yeah. just like written you know accolades but you told me your proudest one of your proudest moments was after you won that grammy mm-hmm. right and then you spoke with your father could you could you like tell the audience about that story yeah. right one of like so being a korean american right we have there's expectations thrown on us by our parents, right? Because they worked so hard and they, mm-hmm. they, uh, they made a life for themselves without even speaking the language. I mean, kudos to them, right? But they start expecting things from us where it's like, okay, since you have this opportunity, you need to study and you, become, you need to become a doctor or a lawyer, right? <laughs> and then anything other than that is just like, oh, it's a failure. It's a failure. But the thing that they never think about, they never think outside that box. and They don't think about how they can be made proud in a way that they never expected, right? Exactly. So, so this whole, my, during my whole journey, you know, my parents were supportive, but then they were also like, ah, are you sure? You know? <laughs> of course. You know, you should go back to school like, and then do what? <laughs> you know, but, but they, would, they would always like, or little jabs you know <laughs> even though they're supporting me of course and you know that that kind of fueled my fire but when i when i finally did um receive the grammy the, the first grammy in 2015 the first person i wanted to give it to was my dad because awesome. my dad he believed in me but not really <laughs> you know what i mean i feel you, you. know there, there, feel there's you. a pride there's a there's a pride still there where he wanted to be like of course if he fails he's gonna come back to me and I i'm gonna be like so. i told you you know so and also another thing is like he he knows he knows um people that have kids that are doctors and lawyers of course. there's plenty All of them now we have friends there yeah of plenty course. of them right so that's not really a bragging factor no more so when my dad goes and golfs now the he's he's the talk of the town bro like he's head honcho because because i did something that no other korean was able to do totally outside the box changing the narrative exactly so so i broke i broke him out of that perspective and i think that's one of my proudest moments and and seeing how proud he was i think he was so overwhelmed because it's not it wasn't even a a thought in his head it wasn't even a possibility that he conceived and then i achieved it and at that moment he he just didn't know how to react you know what i mean he broke Not down in tears and it was just like yeah this feels better Damn. than this feels better than that felt <laughs> better than a lot of other things you know <laughs> any other achievements no and, for sure that yeah. just like it came full circle literally exactly. right wow okay then so we're let's let's hear now then uh-huh. so like where's where's young and now like what is the plans now or like obviously with 2020 it's been crazy like but what are your intentions i guess or plans going forward like your goals and whatnot that you want to do um 
my goal is to continue inspiring, man. Like, I want to inspire people through my work ethic, mm. through my body of work. You're um, inspiring, man. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I say I want it, and then when I get it, I'm like, uh, <laughs> that awkward acceptor, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, I'm not I, a guy. I'm not. I don't. I don't accept uh, compliments too you. well. I but I give you, compliments man. very well. Of course, man. But when it comes to me, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yoga, yeah. So, um, yeah, I want to keep doing that. I want to just keep uh, working to be the best mix engineer I can be, and then also, um, I have plans of like. Pot, trying to bridge the gap between American culture and Korean culture because mm. uh, I'm still Korean, you know, and it doesn't mean that I'm I'm shunning or neglecting America <laughs> or anything, but, yo, I was, I was born in Korea mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot of things that I can contribute to the Korean market Definitely. and to the country that I was born in, you know, and uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I want to do overseas where um, I want to bridge basically the the gap between american music and and korean music and more specifically the way that we engineer the way we produce and things like that because korea is kind of like um they do everything in the box they're taught to do everything a certain way and you know how that's a that's the asian thing There's that's the asian thing exactly. where like the hierarchy the creativity it's hard to be creative because everyone's so by the book. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, limited. No, you, you can't EQ this because I learned in you know engineering school you're <laughs> supposed to only EQ this. But Jeez. but a lot of things in music um a lot of breakthroughs are actually mistakes. Mm. You know, there's no right or wrong in music. It's whatever sounds good and whatever helps you express what you want to express. So that being said, like I I want to kind of open up the eyes of like of of Koreans in general mm -hmm. um to to other perspectives yeah so like disrupt that industry in mm -hmm. that sense but if for for the benefit mm -hmm. right for the good not exactly. in the negative so then like i guess um if the audience doesn't already know then you you also teamed up with one of the ogs tiger jk yeah right so like tell me about that and like going forward i'm sure like he's heard about your plans and you right. know you guys like will work in the future but he, just that opportunity right yeah. just to no, was, work with him that crazy. experience man uh, so i got to um i got to work with tiger jk through uh juno <laughs> juno flow juno flow right he was signed to tiger jk mm. at the time and so i worked on um some s stuff for juno flow and then that trickled on to me working um, on stuff for you mm -hmm. and then and then that like connected me to tiger jk mm. and then T tiger jk finally like he flew me out um actually i was on my honeymoon oh at that at that time yeah i was on my honeymoon i stopped by their studio to work on a couple songs what during so your shout honeymoon out, shout, shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to connie see this is what i'm talking about wow wifey material who, who else would do that and she was excited about right. it, you know? Word. Yeah, and she's a huge Yumire fan. Okay. So she got to meet Yumire, that. and they, they hung out, and they, they got cool. And, but um, that was the first time I worked with them, and I did a couple songs, and um, I can't, we came back to the States after the honeymoon, oh, and then he he asked me if I could come back out. So oh. like a month later, mm. uh, I went back out, and then um, I worked on his album. I did like... Uh, this was the last Drunken Tiger album, Jeez, and yeah. I, I, I forgot how many songs I mixed. I think like six or seven wow. of them. But I also um, made the outro 
And uh, on the outro, I sampled old Drunken Tiger Nick, songs and I songs. put them in tempo. And and then, like, the first time they heard it, it was, like, crying and shit. Yeah, Yumire was, like, in tears. Damn. It was, it was, like, a dope, dope feeling because I got to... I got to show um, my support and, and how much I've mm. I've um, your been, tribute. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly what I was like. <laughs> that was that was my tribute to to Tiger JK because he he was like the Korean Nas for me. You know what I mean? No, like was he was the first person that I can um, that I can see and be like, oh, he looks like me, and he and he's successful in music. Mm. You know what I mean? So subconsciously, that's telling me that I can do it too. Course, you know of whereas Nas was just like okay i'm never gonna you know he's he's some in, in a different world and he's Girl, like i can't believe you mixed <sighs> yeah but anyways back to Tiger sorry JK, yeah back right? to Tiger JK, yes yeah um every time like we we meet up or we work together it's it's like you know thank you thank mm. you for letting me for for trusting me to work on your, your stuff and then he's like no thank you for working on my stuff and i'm like what damn I, it doesn't it, it just didn't it just it just That's didn't click with me right acknowledgement and it still doesn't because i'm like bro you don't know how much you did for me and he's like no you don't know how much you did for me I'm like, uh, okay that's an awesome feeling it. man i'll no? take it yeah. yeah wow jeez then wow okay so now i guess like right now youngin where what is like the daily i guess like the daily struggle right what you're struggling with mm -hmm. right now at the moment because you know we've heard your victories and whatnot but just like briefly like at the moment like uh, is there anything that you personally struggle with that maybe like someone like in our audience like can relate to or just like who's like feeling like they need to give up right because you've had multiple yeah. times where you know in the past where you you wanted to give up you yeah. were ready to quit right you're at the Shit, manager's I'm, door and like i still i still feel like that time to time Damn. Like I want people to know that there's it's not a destination where you you get to somewhere and and it's like okay finally I'm fully 100% confident now and I don't need to worry about anything. No, bro, like every, the 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 fall from the top is even har harder and scarier. And it's, it's scarier. You know what I mean? So like I have expectations now that I have to meet and I have a standard that I have to be at. Every song that I mix has to be better than the, than the last song. Or it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, what happened? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of course. And a lot of things that I'm doing these days were like, before I would have a lot more creativity. If I'm working with smaller artists, I have more say. Hey, let's try this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, let's change this part to this part and do all these cool things. But then when you're working with bigger artists, you don't have so much creativity. You have to do it how they, they, they envisioned it. And then, of course, you can lend them a hand here and there, but... It, it it's it feels more like work sometimes mm. you know what i mean of course and like i, I think i told you this but every morning I, gr I i wake up um express my gratitude thank god that that for another day mm. you know thank god for letting me wake up next to my wife mm. and for roof of my uh, roof of mm. my head food in our stomachs mm. all them things but then as soon as i start thinking about work and getting back to the music it's like okay there's so much i have to do today um i have to be better than yesterday mm. and that means i have to work harder than yesterday you know what i mean so th there's a lot that goes on and and 
these days I find myself like comparing a lot, mm. you know, and uh, fortunately for me that that helps me that helps me get motivated. Feed off of that. Yeah, yeah. Or I think I think um, a couple of years back it was like that was very toxic in my life where um, when I was like an assistant or when I was a runner, mm -hmm. you know, I'm comparing to other friends that I went to high school with or or whatever and, and they're all doing well they have like they're getting nice things they drive nice cars and you know oh we just bought our first house like the fuck we're 25 <laughs> like what you talking about you know and then oh my i had God, i had truth. to i had to i had to swallow a lot of you know mm. harsh realities mm. well at that time and somehow turn that into a fuel you know, of course. um, I, I think I was talking to, um, a friend earlier this week and mm -hmm. we talked about how, how I use my gasoline. So my gasoline is all those negative things that I see, all the things that I'm lacking in all my flaws. That's my gasoline. A lot of people use their gasoline to start a fire. I use my gasoline to drive my car. Okay. So I know where I need to go. I know I know where I need Amen. to go. Lighting the gasoline on fire is not going to help me get there. Hmm. But putting that gas into a car, it can it can get me there. You know what I mean? Wow! I literally, couldn't have said it any better. I mean, you're literally. It it comes down to like you said. We were talking about off camera perspective, man. Yeah. You've always had that long. Like that long story, right? You, right? The marathon, right? Just like I was just inked on, right? Marathon it's not a race, right? It's not a race. It's it's a marathon. Yeah. So, I guess, I mean, could you just uh, leave our guests with, I guess, a final message, right? Mm -hmm. That I guess you feel in your heart, or just that you want to share, um, as a as like a goodbye, or just like you know. Yeah. Don't be, don't be pressured by. It by what other people think mm. don't be pressured by what other people are doing because everyone has their own pace like i get i get dms um through my instagram saying damn i'm i'm already 21 and and i'm like what what are you talking about my career started <laughs> at 24 you feel me oh, like fools, there's, there's these Impatient, kids that are man. just like yeah, damn i need because they because they see some another 21 year old that's doing it Bro, I I did that and I and I know that that's toxic to your to your well-being. And you know, I I'll, I'll just say keep your head down and keep doing you. Do what makes you happy and if you have your goals, reach your goals and don't be sidetracked. Don't start making your goals based on other people's goals or or what other people have because you don't know what that did to them and you don't know what they had to go through to to get get those things. And a lot of times you get those things and you're not even happy anyway. And then the thing that you the thing that you're left with is the journey and you it wasn't even your journey. You know what I mean? So okay. assume responsibility for your shit. You know, make your own goals, think really hard about what you want in life and uh be happy, man. Be be good people and be happy. Treat other people well. Um share a lot of love and good karma will come back to you. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? again wow okay thank you okay so thanks again youngin for sure um before we conclude just a quick fire round let's do it right uh so again uh this is just a 
a quick fire round of questions uh, <laughs> that I have for Youngin that hopefully he can answer and just give us like you know um, a time to kind of uh, relax essentially <laughs> right after a long interview of you know intense value but yeah this is just kind of uh, for um, our own joy enjoyment so um, please enjoy so uh, you ready Hung? yeah all right let's go so you're a Mount Rushmore uh, musician so any genre any genre of Mount Rushmore. Damn, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, uh, I know. I got a couple. So just like whatever comes to mind. And obviously, like, it's not as easy as it sounds, especially for how many people you know. Yeah, this yeah. is tricky as hell. <laughs> uh, Mount Rushmore of musicians. Yeah. Let me just, Let's let go me just make sure. No, I'm not forgetting about <laughs> y'all, y'all need to understand this. Okay. This is something he needs to take seriously for a second. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna put Nas up there. Okay, I'm gonna put um musicians. Damn, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, agreed. I'm gonna put yeah. Personal life does not matter. By the way, this was all based on. I'm put skill. Stevie Wonder. Oh, um, I'm gonna put one more. Damn. Oh no, man! This one's tough. <laughs> Sorry, young. I had to ask. Tupac, for sure. Agreed. That West Coast. All right, and then next, MJ or LeBron? Come on, bro. That shit I'm on face, man. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, man. Okay. I'm the biggest LeBron fan. There you LeBron. go. Thank Let's you. Go. We had it. LeBron we had James. to hear from his words. LeBron his James. <laughs> okay. Next, worst piece of advice you've ever received. worst piece of advice mm. i don't know the worst piece of advice can also be the best piece of advice that i've ever gotten oh. like, fuck it just, just do it just do it fuck it so nike pretty much yeah. essentially all right awesome okay i agree with that all right next son or daughter don't matter oh don't matter all right all right wifey you heard that okay any next biggest failure biggest failure mm-hmm Like your biggest failure or regret? I, I guess. don't regret anything in my life, <sighs> and I don't feel like. And I actually, I don't feel that. like I failed anything because I'm here. Oof. Amen. All right. Next is uh, advice you would tell your younger self. Don't change anything. <sighs> All right. Um, dream destination. Uh, Norway. Norway. Um, L.A. or Seoul. LA. LA. Come on. And then uh last but not least, your proudest accomplishment. The proudest accomplishment is not having any regrets. <sighs> All right, I think that's that's enough. Thanks again, Young. Hell yeah. Um you guys can follow Young in. I'll put all his social media and all his plugins at the link below in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, again, David Young and Kim, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Godsend Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for getting yeah. Thanks today. for tuning in. All right. God bless and see Peace you guys out. next time. Peace. Yo, thank you again for tuning in. For more information on everything you just heard, please check out this week's episode show notes or head over to godsendpodcast.com. Peace. Peace.